0: time and
1: ready. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Welcome into the Holo Chronicles. Hey, we, so this episode is all about trying new stuff, yeah. and we did an unboxing during the intro song. Yeah, both of us. Might as well save everyone some time. <laughs> <Just> be efficient <laughs> about Let's what efficient. we're doing. <laughs> Happy Father's Day, Josh. This is episode forty-four, the
0: Father's Day episode. The Father's Day episode, and we had a great father. We did in more ways than one. A father of, of course, normal human children. And also the father of a massive collection. Ugh. And the father of some major nerddom. Oh, hold on. What would we call
1: it? A professional nerd. Professional nerd. Word monkey. Word monkey. Nerd magpie. <laughs> nerd magpie. And obtainer of rare antiquities. <laughs> also possibly a dungeon owner. But yeah, we'll, we'll let you decide. One.
0: You guys can decide. Andy. You got me something here. What? I did. It's <laughs> <I> just unboxed. <laughs> and It could be my favorite toy. Of 2020. Of 2020. Uh, and it is the coveted.
1: It is the coveted.
0: Slymore, Hasht- a.k.a. Hashtag Galpatine. The Galpatine. <laughs> Look how beautiful Galpatine she is. Galpatine figure. Look how beautiful she is. is. Oh, what a great poll right there. Happy Father's Day, Josh. Thank you. Thank you.
1: Um, I, over here, unboxed something that uh, we discussed on our last podcast, and I believe I made an offer. On the cast. On the cast itself, and it turns out, he accepted. And what this is, is one of my, it's one of my two things that are left on my list. And now there's only one thing left on my list. But this is uh, the Jabba, Jabba the Hutt dungeon. That includes three last 17 figures, except there's no figures with this one. It's just the play set and the box. No big deal. You already got them. But I do have them already, so I'm not worried about it. I got it for a lot less as a result. Sure. And the box is actually in a lot better shape than I thought. It is in pretty darn good shape. And I, you know what? I don't even think I'm going to take it out. I'm just going to leave it. Even though it's been opened and played with, I'm going to leave it in the box. Okay. All right. should Sly more Galpatine come out? I you know. Well, you know what? Hold you, on. The I way already, she's looking at me right now. <laughs> sly? Is it's, she very, it's very, it's very looking like, at you on the Sly? Yeah.
0: Not how she looks. Like how she looks at, you know.
1: Well, Galpatine, I know but. I know how our guest today would answer that question. He would he would say take it out of the box. He would definitely say it. Uh, Oh, we're we're gonna do it. We're gonna do it. All right. All right. In honor in honor of our guest today, Marshall Julius, and we'll get to his interview in just a second. Get ready to laugh, man, because we've pre-recorded the interview. But holy smokes, he's a kick. My cheeks are sore from he's cracking up and smiling the whole time. He's a kick,
0: and you know, while the interview, you know, was. I think it was. It's it's a it's a good
1: lengthy interview, but it's hour and it's fifteen just tip of the iceberg with this guy. He's phenomenal. I know He's oh, yeah. an absolute hoot, and he's got a phenomenal collection. Which we did something new here on the Hall of yes. Chronicles podcast. You know, every every weekend for over a year now, we've featured somebody's collection using the hashtag Show Me Your Collection on Twitter, which now we kind of direct people towards our website at beyondtheblastdoors.com and do kind of a full feature and write-up and a photo gallery. Marshall sent a holo record, 30 photographs of his collection. And it's... it's, Wasn't even half enough. I know. He could have sent a lot more. There was... uh, He said only about a third of his collection is Star Wars stuff. So he is a pop culture junkie. You wrote a book on pop culture trivia, on movie trivia from the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s. Yep. And 90s. I think he gets into the 90s. Sure. Not 100%.
0: He's a, he's a, a, a original trilogy... Purist? Pure Purist. oh Purist. yes
1: He has some very strong opinions. He does.
0: He does, which is good, but they didn't seem overly negative. They just seemed like they were his opinions, and that's all that matters to him. Right. It doesn't need to be your opinion. No. They're his. Now Andy did maybe attempt
1: <laughs> to to win him over, but uh that was <laughs> You know what? You're just gonna have to listen to that. Reminder, we are part of the Beyond the Blast Doors network. Which you can find us at beyondtheblastdoors.com or at patreon slash btbdn. No, btbd. Net. Yeah. No net. There's no net.
0: There's
1: something. Beyond the Blastdoors. You can find us there. And uh, you can find us on Twitter at holochronicles. We're also on Instagram under the same handle and Facebook. Yep. YouTube, you can find us, if you haven't already, at beyondtheblastdoors.com on the Beyond the Blast Doors channel. And just to give you guys just a little bit of a glimpse into the last week at Beyond the Blast Doors, Pete Fletzer on the Round the Galaxy had a phenomenal Mark Thompson voice actor, uh, Audible. My personal
0: hero when it comes to narrators on Audible, like hands down, in my opinion, the best I mean, for Star Wars, at least, but even beyond that, he's just a wonderful narrator. He makes you, he makes, I say, I guarantee you, I would not have enjoyed half of the Star Wars books I read as much if it hadn't been for him narrating for me. So awesome guest.
1: And, and just a good dude. Totally good. dude, Such a good dude. He's such a fan and he represents Star Wars very well. right? And so go listen to that interview. It's so good. It's so good. It's one of, it's one of my favorite of Pete's, you know, for him having done this over a year now, it's one, it, it made it's in my top three, right? It was, it was a very good, the Bombad cast celebrated their 50th episode slash one year anniversary, um, this weekend. And that was a pretty fun one. You'll have to see what Scotty looks like and He's such a goof, man. But I love their energy. I love it. And then, uh, appropriately, Shannon Moran came out with her uh, video. It's just over half an hour long of the moment Star Wars spoke to me this time as a father. Yes. She's done one before, and this was the moment Star Wars spoke to me as a woman. Now this one, because it's Father's Day, she did one, which, uh, you know, a little... little little plug plug.
0: our boy Andy's on there yeah
1: Pete's in it it and uh, Jerry's in it also and as well as a number of other great guys um it's so good and Shannon does such a wonderful job um putting these together and she's got a few more that she'll do but gosh dang it was fantastic I watched it um even if you're not a dad
0: yeah it's good I was smiling the whole time and also you know along with yourself who just had a great draw you know call back to your connection to star Wars as a father and also as a son. And then what some of the other, uh, uh fathers and, and dads said on there is j- it just, for me, I related completely and then also became related to some ideas because of, of what, uh, some of the dads said on there. So I highly recommend it, recommend you watch it. Like, like Andy said, it's, it's a half an hour and you won't even know it by the time it's over. Yeah. You know? And,
1: and you may need a, May need
0: a tissue might need especially tissue. uh yesterday was Father's Day if you're listening uh, on Monday but um but yeah go check it out it, it's not too late to be uh to to get in touch uh with your with your father's day and how it connected to Star Wars so awesome really stuff. good stuff
1: so Josh we have an awesome guest that we can't wait to get to um without further ado because oh we need gosh. to give
0: him as much time as possible trust us you're gonna love it
1: <laughs> I oh I this is this is after the fact, but I just got a message from Marshall and it said, Had a great time, boys. Let's do it again tomorrow.
0: <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's just it. And uh, he would, I promise you, oh, he would. Yeah, he so, would.
1: Oh man. Super engaging. Enjoy the interview we have with Marshall Julius. Today we're sitting down with Marshall Julius. He is a movie critic. He is an author of the book Vintage Geek Trivia Book. And Word monkey, self proclaimed collector of antiquities. And professional nerd. Professional nerd, too. Don't forget. I tried to do my best Julian Glover impersonation <laughs> there. But uh, Marshall, welcome to the show, man. We're excited to have you here. I'm excited to be here. Thank you for asking me. Um, you first came on our radar when you were a guest on Around the Galaxy with Pete Fletzer and oh, Pete's great yes Pete's had me on a few times yeah and um you know I thought well that was that was a while ago the first time you were on but uh I just you were really engaging you sounded like a, a pretty fun guy to talk to and I thought you know this guy you know he's he's a self-proclaimed professional nerd like he's probably got a pretty cool collection so I reached out and lo and Marshall seemed excited to share with us <laughs> up to around 30 pictures of his collection, which you can find on BeyondTheblastdoors.com. What we're going to try and do here, maybe just to, to kick things off here, Marshall is you've got, mm-hmm. a, you've got a ton of stuff in this room and, and this room is so cool. And I, having seen the pictures already, um, I know you're a big star Wars fan and, uh, according i am according according to you only (laughs) about a third of this collection that you have behind you and around you is star wars stuff so you've got a ton of stuff in there and we'll talk about Mm -hmm. some of the star wars things but um when when did you start collecting i started collecting
2: formally well no I, i when i when i was about six um I started um, keeping everything. I, I just instantly started seeing the value in everything—badges, um, you know, comic books. So just these things, they didn't seem sort of um, ephemeral. They didn't seem um, temporary to me. I just uh, there was just something about it that uh, about the stuff that I just loved so much that I, I just absolutely cherished it. So I kind of had that. I had that kernel of geeky obsessive um hoarding kind of collector had to have everythingness in me and then when i was about nine star wars came out so you know was in 77 well late like very late 1977 um in england so 1978 and um yeah. So I, the first time I saw Star Wars, um saw it up in uh, the West End in, in in London. So in like the big, the, in the big cinema to go and see anything. Um, and I honestly only remember a little bit about the movie the first time I saw it. I mean, it blew my mind. But the thing that I most remember is coming out of the film afterwards and seeing all of these tables covered in merchandise. (laughs) And it was like, that just absolutely blew my mind. There were these awesome um, posters and there was the program and stuff. It was like going in, um, they weren't doing the hard sell because nobody knew the movie yet coming out it was all there and it was like mom um, um, can I have that poster and, and can I have this poster and look, can we just like have one of everything please and I went home and like redecorated my bedroom and um, I've still got the program cool that I got that day and uh, you know so I was about nine then I suppose um, I started collecting um, you know getting little bits and stuff um, but when I was uh, like four th- three years later I um, no six years later i suppose when return of the jedi came out that was when um i kind of like well i want everything to do with this movie that was that was when it was like i was kind of i had a soft start and then i was about uh like 14 or something and it's like no this is it this is absolutely um you know my obsession i just have to have everything so jedi was like the first thing i had to have like everything of like every different comic book adaptation of it all, all the cards you know the, the British ones the American ones and you know the, the boxes they came in the wrappers the cards came in just uh you know everything that I could grab and uh, obviously you can't get everything but it was like that was why I spent all my money on and uh yeah I, it hasn't really calmed down since i probably <laughs> I've probably gotten stuff um I I don't I'm not like a completist anymore I feel like I'm totally zigzagging around um
1: no no it's okay get it off your chest get it off your chest okay okay.
2: I'm not a completist I don't anymore have to I don't feel like I have to get like everything in a series mostly I'll just go for for the Darth Vader now or um and even then if it's you know a bit unusual um I'll go for it I, I take stuff out of the boxes because I don't Live in a toy store. I don't want things boxed. I don't want, um, I'm not really worried about selling it. I'm never going to sell it. That's my children's headache when I'm dead, and I won't (laughs) care what happens. You know, um, I I just, uh, I really just want to get to grips with things. And, uh, like I did a few unboxing videos and my idea of an unboxing video is just, um, having like with a Funko Dutch, g- tearing the box open Ooh, and oh taking it yeah, yeah. out. <laughs> people just, uh, you know, some people just like, you know, message me and they're, they're just like, well, oh, that just really hurt to Say that was just uh, hurt to say <laughs> that was just very, very difficult. It's like, oh, I'm sorry for rocking your world and being so disturbing, but you know,
1: yeah, and so I'm kind of a little bit political about, unboxing that's I just a, uh, that's okay you know we talk about that all the time should we do we leave it in the box or do we take it out and there's there's no wrong answer there because it's your collection right so absolutely uh no I, well, I mean the, the wrong answer is I keep it in the box actually Andy I
2: have to I have to correct you there oh, the he's, wrong he's, answer is definitely I keep it in the box well because I, it's like what's the point of it it's like
0: <laughs> no, <laughs> or, or 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 your or, your philosophy
2: <laughs> take it out and play see i i just like I, it's okay i'll tell you this i was in the lego store we got a lego store a few years ago in london and it's absolutely divine i, I just absolutely love it there and um i was i went in there to get a slave one the you know the really big slave one that was from a, a few years ago and um I was I was just desperate to get my hands on it because they're just they so much fun to build and they look so great once they're done. Mm-hmm. I was standing next to this guy who was also kind of looking at it, and he's like, "Oh yeah, I got uh, I got two of those." And uh, I haven't brought myself to unbox it yet. It's like I know so many people that buy mm. these massive expensive Lego sets and then never open them. And it's like, well, how thrilling for you to have a house that looks like a stock room. That just <laughs> must be so beautiful. The <laughs> you know, kids must come and go, oh, I really love it. It, it just looks like the stock room of a, of a shop that I wouldn't be you know, it's like it's madness to me. It's like take it out, play it. What are you saving it for? Yeah. Also, it won't be worth anything because the stuff that is the, the, the box stuff that is valuable are like the Barnic Man sets from the 70s, the stuff that people didn't realize they had to look after. And so the few boxes that are left, those are valuable. Nowadays, everybody keeps everything boxed, and, and it's like nothing will have any value because 90% of the toys out there will be boxed. Do you think the Funko's, you know, that I see when Funko's go online when they first are released, they go for all this money? And then, if you actually look on eBay, like a few months later, they've all gone way down in price because everybody's got ten of them, and they've got them in these plastic cases. It's like you know, God forbid anybody can actually see them. It's like don't look at them. Somehow, your you know, the light refracted <laughs> off your eyes will fade them, or something, or they'll get some eyebrow parts and it'll fall apart. It's like, well, you know, for God's sake, take can, it out.
1: I, I can, can see by what's behind you, you you practice what you preach. You, everything behind you is out of the package and, yes. and, and you can hold it and play with it and manipulate it. And that's now, Marshall, awesome. That whole,
0: that whole line is, is probably inspirational. It is something that Andy and I, you know, there are collectors, like there's a collector like you that, that I love your philosophy on why you should take it out of the box. And then there's people that have their own philosophies, but I loved your point just now of like, good luck. The ones that, that nobody's looking at to keep in a box are the ones that are going to be valuable. The ones that everyone thinks like, Oh, this is going to be worth something next, you know, 20 years from now is I, yeah. I like that you
1: and everybody else that kind of helps me because well, Andy, well, it, and I,
2: I remember once, years ago there were these Star Wars the CCG cards you know the customizable card game yeah, Star Wars right. cards mm-hmm. from years ago that was the one time that I thought I'm not really into CCG cards but I thought this is cool I can collect these everyone's saying gosh they're going to be so valuable there's the rare set and you know it's like okay fine so I collected them all and they're worth nothing nothing <laughs> so much more on those than they're actually worth it's just an incredible waste of money so it's like i learned a valuable lesson there actually that it's like you you get this stuff you don't know what is going to be the most valuable and so you might as well just enjoy it and i'm not gonna sell it anyway i so, love
0: that philosophy
1: yeah but before we before we get to some pictures on your collection here uh one one quick question and you can answer it Two two different ways. Um, how much of your collection is from when you were a kid, Star Wars wise, and then everything else wise? How much How much of it's from when you were a youth?
2: Um, well, I, I've, all the Star Wars stuff I've I've still got from 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 those those early days. That's yeah, cool. I've just added to it. So I've got all the all the all the Star Wars toys and action figures that I collected. And again, I I wasn't like particularly scientific about it. I would just, you know, grab as much as possible. And you know, it, it was difficult it was difficult to get everything um back in the day because there was no like internet it was all especially if you're in england um you know you, you know that you, you guys can go to target or wherever and, and there's always the latest things and it's like whereas in england we had a few collector stores we'd also go to you know big collectors marts where dealers would come and they would have all this treasure but i would go there you know three four five times a year to these big collectors fairs and uh, you know with all money that I could muster but there'd be so many shiny things that I wanted uh, it's like, there's no way that I could focus on any one thing so um I always just had a massive wish list of Star Wars stuff but also comic book stuff and superhero stuff and whatever the big sort of science fiction or horror movie was at the time or you know I was just I'm like a magpie I'm like a nerd magpie I just can't help being pulled in lots of different directions it's okay, I, it's okay. Know, I, I have all my original stuff and um I, I, I don't know what sort of percentage it is, but I, I definitely, you know, I've got all the books that I got, all, all, all the kind of making ofs, all the kind of, uh, you know, the blueprints and, and all that sort of stuff. The the um, all the all the great uh, storyboard books. Um, you know, I got all that stuff from when it first came out and I was just excited and ran into the bookshop and stuff. It's one of the best things about getting old is you, your shit gets rarer and more valuable.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's the, as, <laughs> you know,
2: as well as us. I, as I degrade <laughs> and become less valuable, my stuff, uh, and also the value, I, I don't really care, like because I, like I said, I'm not going to sell it. Yeah. But it's nice to have some things that are sort of like, you know, treasures.
0: Well, no. Yeah. I think that's what it is. Like, even though you're not going to sell it, you still want to show someone and be like, huh? Yeah. What do you think of that? You know? Yeah. I and
2: mean, you want to say, you want to flex. Yeah. And I do, yeah. you know, I can't. <laughs> yeah. a little bit, yeah. you know, I get I, I have this big social following uh, of people who, for some reason, don't mind. I'm just a massive show off. And I'm like, Oh, look at this. I think I got <laughs> look at that. Thing I got. And I think they're just going to say, Marshall, you're just an, you're just absolutely unbearable. And, you know, screw you, buddy. But they don't. They go, well, that's fine. Oh, Marshall, it's like, you know, you're so lucky. And, I, and now I am. I'm incredibly lucky that people just don't expose me as just a massive show off and stop following me.
1: Well, you know, a lot of, you know, if you collect anything and it, it doesn't have to be toy related, it could be cars or, you know, paintings or whatever. If you collect, you want to show it's like, I got this really cool thing. Who else agrees with me? You know, and that, I i mean, I have not met a single collector who was like, nah, I, I'm i not going to show you, you know, <laughs> like, you know, hey, do you have a collection? Yeah. Uh, would you mind sending us a couple of pictures? Nah, no thanks. You know, I have every, everyone I've met throughout this whole experience has been like, oh yeah, look at this, man. And this is what I just got, you know, check this out and and so it seems like the collector community especially when it comes to like old toys and you know things that we happen to be into it's like, yeah, I, I want to show as many people as I can because definitely, you know, definitely. only if you have a sex dungeon, a pinky
2: sex dungeon, you probably keep it quiet. Yeah. And I think you people know. who have like Nazi memorabilia, like sure. they usually keep it quiet too. And you don't see many people say, hey, look, come down into my basement. I've got this massive swastika and it is amazing. You know, you never hear that.
0: No, you just don't see that. Home. And by the way, sex, dun- sex dungeons and- Sex dungeons and Nazi memorabilia are not mutually exclusive either. By no. The way. <laughs> no, no, there's a lot of you can have both in the same room. Yeah, yeah,
2: absolutely.
0: <laughs> Maybe. Apart
2: from that, as a rule, Star Wars fans um, are very excited to, to own things because you know what? I think I think the reason that we're drawn to stuff is because is is not just because stuff is great and shiny and fun um it's also because we love the properties that they're attached to so it's like i love star wars Star wars is a tremendously meaningful film on a trilogy and world um to me and uh i think every time you 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 have a new star wars thing it's like you're taking a little bit of ownership like you've got a little bit of Star Wars in your hands, you know, a little bit of that magic, and and I think that uh, it just makes it sort of tangible. It's not just something that's like uh, you know you're watching. It, it's like something that you can actively like hug and and spin around the room, holding like, you know, like this is exciting. You know, that's well, what that's one, what it means.
1: One thing that uh, Josh and I, and I'm and I'm pretty sure you would too, because you had mentioned, but Star Wars for us also reminds us of people. That uh, are important to us. I, I think uh, I kind of got into Star Wars because I had two older cousins that were um, that were that were into it first, and that kind of exposed me to it. I was over at my cousin Aaron's house when I saw Star Wars and Empire Strikes Back for the first time. You know, and my next door neighbor was a cousin of mine, and he had the toys, and so like they introduced it to me. And then you also had a cousin that was kind of a an influence on you at least collector wise um very much so yeah get, yeah go ahead and give him a shout out real quick it's your cousin ron is well my
2: cousin everybody knows him as as ron ron fogelman uh, he ron is yeah i call him ronald i'm like one of the few people on earth um who call him ronald and uh, you know he um is four years older than me and um he was my mum's. Uh, uh, brother's only child. So uh, he, um, I, I had brothers, but they were all much older than me. So um, I didn't really hang out with them very much, but I like to hang out uh, with Ronald. Um, uh, Ronald went into all the same things as me, or if, if I, I, he made sure that I was into them all, I, I absolutely kind of idolized him, and I still do really he most recently he's in he's a huge nerd he just produced the twilight zone stage show that was on in the west end in london and hopefully will be coming to broadway um one of these days um he 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 was the kind of guy who um he had stuff that you couldn't buy in the shops that was the first time i i kind of had any inkling of that like he had stuff from america when you know i had no access to that sort of stuff um how did he, he get he it? Would have, he the Star Wars. He had the original kind of um, the original Hildebrand uh, kind of quad shaped um, poster yeah. of Star Wars. He um, he he would have like not only the Empire Strikes Back trading cards, but he would have the boxes that they came in as well, and he would have the complete sets, you know, uh, in, 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 in tidy bundles in the boxes displayed on shelves and he had all the programs and, uh, and he knew about, you know, what was coming out. And it was like in the, in the days before, long before the internet, you know, he, he was so kind of um, plugged into the sort of nerd community that every time we went to his house, to his parents' house, um, that I would make him, I would go upstairs. I would make him show me through his entire collection. And I, I both loved it. And I was just so jealous. <laughs> I would, I was just like burning, burning to have all that stuff myself. And and he just absolutely created a monster because it was like, whereas he's managed to have some sort of balance in his life. I've just went, you know, can you swear on this, on this podcast? Is that <laughs> <Sure>. all right? <laughs> Go for it. I just it. went fucking crazy. <laughs> I mean, have, you seen, have you seen this stuff? I just lost my mind. And I, I, I've just never gotten it back that sanity is eluding for decades so if i I do a quick tour will people be able to see that shall i just have a just i'm gonna do here Get out the way, because I'm just gonna. I'm sorry, but it's it's dark here in England. It's dark here most of the time. Okay, just, <laughs> just look. Here we
0: go. so you got lots of books. How do you get in and out of that room? Yeah, where's the door? Is it a trap door? <laughs> I'll show you. Okay, <laughs> it's hidden. <laughs> Sometimes uh, I have to go out the window. Um, wow. That's, I mean, that's it's unfathomable. I, I
2: can't even... And then we laugh on the ceiling because there's there was just no room. This is, The door is here.
0: This is maximizing your collection. There yeah. it is, hidden. There's a handle. All right. And then there's... I thought your wife would just be outside of it with a baseball bat.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, well, I'll tell you, when we moved into this house... The cricket bat. About 11 years ago, she said to me... Marshall, you can have the biggest room in the house, so long as you keep all of your shit in it. <laughs> so it was, it was right. like, okay, fair I, enough. I, I, I did that. Sometimes things do crawl out a tiny bit, but uh, for the most part, I keep it all. I keep it all in
1: here. Well, you try
2: and have as much out
1: as possible. You've got your holiday items that you need to bring out, you know, from time to time too. So they they probably I've got a lot of Christmas stuff yeah. in the loft. Oh well, that's cool about your yeah. cousin. Uh, you know that uh, he, was, he's, he was always a tremendous inspiration to me. He, sounds he sounds like we might need to have went- him on.
2: You absolutely should. <laughs> he was the first person that went to like uh, you know. I remember. I remember, so so we're um, Jewish, and uh, I remember one Passover night uh, he came over, and he he had just managed to sneak into the cinema to see uh, Dawn of the Dead, and uh, I remember him telling me all about it, and I was it was I just thought that it sounded like the most horrifying thing ever, amazing but terrifying, and he was very excited. He got into the cinema by put you know what talcum powder is? I don't yes. know. Yes. Yes. We call it So he, he used to put talcum powder on his freckles and sneak into the cinema, you know, oh, to that's try funny. and all. Over. I'll have a ticket for uh, Dawn of the Dead, please. You know, and try and he actually got in.
1: Oh, that's, you know, when he was a good
2: tip. much younger than he should have. So he was always he always kind of led the way for me, really, very right. much so.
1: Josh, let's uh, let's pull up a couple pictures sure. here and, and talk about some things because one thing I enjoyed about looking at your collection, Marshall, is like, hey, I got that too, or like, oh man, I really, you know, it's anytime you look at a collection, it's like, oh, I want that. Look I want at these picks. Don't have that. So, yeah, this, those are a couple of uh, daylight oh, shots wow. of the room there we go. you're currently there, in. Um, look, it looks so tidy as well.
0: Look at it. This it's, just, it's always that tidy. Is it? It's
2: a lot of, you know, I try it, I try it. <laughs> it's it's beautiful to, to get a bit piled up, but yeah,
0: it's overwhelming. So uh, yeah, let's keep going here.
2: Hold you can on. see against the window. There's all those, uh, there's lots of, uh, Lego stuff, Lego spaceships that I suspend from the ceiling and I don't stick them together. They're extremely precarious, but none of them, are <laughs> ever they're not, down. they're not
1: glued together.
2: No. Well, you can't do that with Lego. That's just wrong. wrong. All Lego has kind of supporting parts. And so if you're just very careful about attaching stuff. See, this picture is quite old because my ceiling is, is just a slip of what it is now that's it's uh you got it's uh, growing like, fungus, like you, a big nerd fungus
1: oh i see so some signatures yeah, i know i was just gonna say signatures Oh yeah books. well you know
2: that was the thing we used to do before pictures before you grab say, "Oh, can i have a picture with you you know i used to go and do interviews from when i was 18 years old um i was working for a magazine called what's on in london and uh, i was doing going off and doing interviews and basically um they made most of their revenue from these very suspicious ads in the back of the of the magazine that were often not in and we're usually for basically, you know, Professionals, professional uh, working uh, people and uh, who were looking for attract, you know, kind of very short contract work. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and so basically they didn't care. The publishers of the magazine didn't actually give a shit what we put in the magazine so long as it was a good front. And and, and I used it to basically write about anything I wanted and they were just happy for me to go off and interview people. And, and I had a whale of a time. I mean, when I was like 18, 19, I started going off and meeting my heroes when I was 18, I went off and interviewed Ray Harryhausen, you know, who I discovered lived in London. I mean, how cool is that? I was just meeting these amazing people and having the most thrilling adventures. And so a lot of my autographs sort of reflect that time. Oh, so cool. That's cool. Yeah, Josh, hit the next one. Tell I me think- about
0: the cheesehead thing going on there. What? what really? <laughs>
2: My um, my brother, Russell, who sadly passed away a few years ago, oh, um, he, he married, his wife's from uh, Wisconsin, the cheese state, yeah. right? And so um, I saw that uh, I was at the house once and he had a cheese hat and I coveted it extremely. And so she gave me a cheese hat the next time
0: she she, she, she got it for me. That is and a prized possession.
1: Yeah.
2: It is. It's, it's just terrible.
1: <laughs> Are we putting it on? on yeah, he's game. going to get it. Hold on. All right, go Packers. <laughs> I have no idea. Really, is it? Is it some sort of sporting thing? Because it's American football. No. Yeah, American uh, American football team in in Wisconsin called the Green Bay Packers. Oh, you see, I don't know anything about sport
2: because I think that there's just no room in my mind for
0: sport. I don't disagree (laughs) with you. Let's go back to this room.
2: (laughs) I just like the cheese, basically. I like cheese.
0: No, that's a great. No, I love seeing it because it's definitely an icon uh, in NFL. Side question. What's
1: your favorite cheese?
2: I like this cheese called Ozau Irati. It's a bit nutty, um, and uh, I've no idea where it comes from, but we can get it in our supermarket. Um, I also like uh, Comte and cheddar and um, anything except the kind of stinky French cheeses that are a bit soft and runny yeah. that make me gag a bit. But pretty much any cheese is good for me. I love cheese. Right.
0: Europeans have much better cheese than we do. I will admit that.
1: And, and oh, yeah. American better and worse. Terrible. I think they have better yeah. and worse cheeses. Well, they just have so many yeah. that you can get all,
0: any one <laughs> you want, a good or a bad one.
2: Yeah. No, I'm sure that there are places in America where you can get amazing artisanal cheeses and stuff. But generally, um, yeah, I mean, it's all a bit, it's a bit like a block of wax, isn't it? Most it of is. it, it really honestly, is. is. honestly, most of the things you get in the supermarkets in England, is kind of crappy as well. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to lord it over you. All right. <laughs> so, <laughs> thank, thank, you. thank
0: you. Yeah. Take that hat off. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> So I think, oh there we go, some Legos. Yeah, yeah. This is oh, a yeah. Lego. Can
2: I just say that you cannot um you, you cannot pluralize uh, Lego?
0: I'm sorry, Lego, some Lego. Lego. It, is Lego. it is Lego.
2: If I can just be a Grammar Nazi, I'd see I don't have any Nazi memorabilia, but I will be a grammar Nazi. <laughs> now tell me
0: tell me why we can't pluralize Lego. Lego. Because it's like sheep. So, you
2: don't say sheep exactly it's just one of those things that you don't it is It is what it is and so it's if a one pack of lego, lego are
0: running at you what do we call it a, yes. a pack of lego
2: <laughs> well I, I, I would just turn and run if lego's <laughs> running at. You. I, would, I wouldn't really worry and I would make sure that I had good sturdy shoes on because it's like uh, you
0: get one of those pieces under your feet and you're dead yeah that's over alright Marshall whose face is on the lego statue of liberty <laughs> who is that <laughs>
2: That's my place.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the
1: Marshal yeah, of Liberty. Good catch, Josh. Yeah, I didn't yeah. even see that. That's very well spotted. That's checked. very well spotted.
2: Yeah, I'm sorry for being such a grammar Nazi, but I can't help it. That's what know.
1: happens when you talk I to a word left. monkey.
2: When you're talking to a word yeah, monkey, it's going to happen. Exactly. Exactly. It's like you might as well
1: ask a serial killer why they kill people. It's like <laughs> you just—it just because it's there. Well, guess what, Marshall? Yeah, but I could
2: have probably—I could have probably said the "why climb a mountain" thing and just avoided the whole serial killing thing. I don't know why you that know, came
0: out. Sex dungeons, serial killing—we're all good
1: now. Toy Let's collectors. I know. I'm really, <laughs> I'm really going down some dark alleyways. No, really? but
0: you have—you've changed me for life. I will never. Pluralize Lego again. Good. And I, I
2: feel like I've done my And I will, done my job. I
0: will continue the correcting. I will pass it forward. Pass on what so you have I learned. Hear other Damn right. morons saying Legos. <laughs> I will
1: fix them. Really terrible. Starting with my really own, really own kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, yeah, next.
0: Slap them. <laughs> <laughs> slap them.
1: Yeah. Oh, I like this shot.
2: Ooh, I know. Isn't that great? I just, uh, I, I love that. I love that spaceship. And um, it looks really cool. Hanging up, and I just can't believe it's never fallen down. I mean, it's don't jinx it. I use this fishing wire, yeah. like, I've never gone fishing, but apparently it's very strong and it could hold like watermelons <laughs> up, which I don't know why anybody would ever try to hold a watermelon up. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that my shuttle Tidarium is not heavy than the large watermelon.
0: No, that's my favorite, uh, my favorite starship. Uh, I guess we can call them. Uh, a oh yeah even more than the falcon there's a or, there's a nope, strong guy. nope that one that one to me as a kid i was i just was fascinated by it because the emperor showed up in it and when it takes off the wings folded up yeah when it land, actually when it lands on endor i just remember being completely obsessed with the way that ship looked and don't ask me why because i mean the x-wings are super cool and the a-wings and the and even the uh, the actually the the frigate I always thought the frigate was really cool and the and the blockade runner, but that one for some reason was my favorite ship and I I bought It's
2: the fair choice. I'm not gonna correct you.
0: Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Made of Lego. Yes. <laughs> Many Lego. <laughs> this is a great have some pick. Autograph-
2: it always amused me that uh that Dave Prowse always signs his
0: autographs. Dave Prowse is Is. Darth Vader. It's like okay,
1: don't forget,
0: right there. Well, he's above. You can't see him above. Boa. I have a a Dave Prowse, and that's what it says. It says is Darth Vader.
1: It is.
2: So it's like. So there's no arguing. There's no arguing with that.
0: No, not James Earl. Earl. Not James Earl. No, no. Dave Prowse. Ooh, what's that? Tell us about this. Well, my. My Star Wars fan club membership. That's right. I'm copying down your force so, number. I will tell you that much. we <laughs> use that at the ATM tonight. So I've got, I've got a story. I am um,
2: like, uh, not this year, L- last year there was, you know, they do these force Friday things where they reveal all the new merch that it's like, Oh God, I was hoping to pay my mortgage this <laughs> month. But I guess that's <laughs> to happen. So they had this big force, uh, triple force Friday uh, reveal uh, This movie studio, and um, I think it was at Pinewood uh, Film Studios, and I managed to swing myself an invite to it. And Disney were quite, um, you know, only you've got to bring a proper ID, otherwise we won't be able to admit you. And uh, so when you come to the door, you have to show, you know, like a passport or driving license. So I thought, screw that. I turned up and I showed them my Star Wars membership card, which I figured that this is why i belong here it's like and and they took it she she wrote my name down from it. she didn't write the force number down but then she let me in with it and i thought that was that was that was my favorite part of the That's whole league brilliant like, this is
0: brilliant i love it i love it There's, i'm a card carrying force or a star wars fan with a force number i love that i want one how do i get one
2: go back in time right yeah
0: Ooh, oh, Vader. Boy. We got a Vader obsession. Oh boy.
2: Oh yeah. That's, that's actually just my Darth Vader overflow shelf.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: I, you know, Darth Vader, he's not like, he's not necessarily like my favorite character in star Wars. I, I love, um, uh, you know, Han Solo and, you know, I, I just, you know, I, he's such a cool guy. I, I always, um, enjoyed, uh, watching him and, uh, So I suppose Han Solo is like my favorite character in Star Wars. But, you know, who the hell wants just human man um, toys? It's like, I couldn't give a damn. I don't want a bunch of Han Solo toys. They're just absolutely zero fun. So it's like uh, and, and nothing looks cooler than Darth Vader. No. Nothing looks cooler than Darth Vader. So it's like, I just want Darth Vader's. Like, I'll have my secret hand crush. Actually, not that secret anymore, obviously. But, um, but in public, I'm, I'm Darth Vader all the way. And actually, as, as the years have progressed and um, I've discovered that I actually have way more in common with the villains of all the films I like than the heroes, um, it makes sense
0: that I, I have more Darth Vader's than anything else. Yeah, your, your subconscious will take you in the right direction most times. So there it is. Absolutely. Absolutely.
2: But, I stopped short stopped short of, you know, Nazi Dungeons. Not, and serial like babies, <laughs> or yeah.
1: or killing
0: younglings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Look at that Simpson's line up there. I though. know that. Oh uh, yeah. Marshall and, uh,
1: Marshall did mention that he was uh pretty heavy into Simpsons here in the last few years. I got crazy into the Simpsons
2: um you know in in, in like it was like 89 I was um 20 and uh, it was um everything it it was just hilariously funny. it was like really sharp, it was massively nerdy and just full of like styles references and movie references and and it was so incredibly quotable I mean gosh, those first those first 10 years were just absolutely flawless and there's so many characters and so my friend sal he was the first one of us to have a satellite dish and uh we used to go um all me you know all of us we used to you know pretend to be his friends so that we could go around and watch it every and <laughs> every i'm just kidding sal i'm just kidding um he's probably watching yeah. Oh, for sure. For sure. <laughs> for sure. Um, and, uh, what else are you going to watch, honestly? Um, so yeah, so I, I, from then I just, I got really into, I never stopped sort of collecting Star wars stuff, but, um, honestly, um, you know, I was not into the prequels at all. I, I thought that the prequels were a massive uh, affront to Star Wars fans, and especially from uh, I suppose I started to get a queasy feeling from the special editions onwards because it's like I don't feel like I need any. You know, my my precious childhood memories finessing. You know, I was quite happy with the movies that I absolutely loved above all else. It's like you know, you marry somebody and they're absolutely beautiful, and then they go off and they get all this unnecessary plastic surgery, and it's it's like, baby, I thought you were absolutely gone just the way you were before. And it's like, you just didn't need to do it. And now, honestly, I don't even recognize who you are. And you didn't, I, anyway, <laughs> let's not get into that. I, I actually remember. Really was that was when I got more into The Simpsons <laughs> because uh, The Simpsons um, had not betrayed me. Um, and uh, and and they were a big love of mine.
1: Well, I, I remember I remember in your interview with Pete, uh, you, you kind of went on a little bit of a... Uh, not the biggest fan of prequel. <laughs> i was i was trying to be gentle
0: um oh no don't be gentle i really hate the prequels i despise them how, well I then how them. about the sequels i do see some sequel I, some sequel merch up there with uh,
2: definitely i i liked um i liked the first one i thought that uh, the force awakens were, were kind of i thought it was basically like star wars light mm-hmm. right um, I don't think it added. I don't think it brought that much to the table. But what it did was it it, collect, it captured the Star Warsiness of Star Wars that I liked, yeah. and it didn't look like a big CG shit show. So I thought, okay, that is really encouraging. I felt like I felt the full star warsiness of my love like uh return because I never I know a lot of people who went off Star Wars just like big time because it's post um kind of uh, prequels I never lost my love of the original trilogy my but but you know you go years and years without yeah <laughs> it was very difficult to love star Wars for old school star Wars fans who felt like this new stuff was coming along and it just, it was completely missing the mark in a, in a, in a massive way. And, uh, yeah, I, I I was not, I was not a fan of those. I completely forgot what we're talking about.
0: Well, Um, the the sequel. So like, so you said that force awakens captured some of your star Warsiness, you know, you felt better. And
2: I thought the, the movies after that actually kind of really went downhill. I thought that the, uh, I thought, well, the last Jedi was just terrible terrible and and the last film all it did was try was damage limitation um and 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 I just thought there's just so needlessly plotty. And there's just, and then it's like, oh gosh, really? The emperor's back now? And it's like, oh my God. It's like, Star Wars is supposed to be a fun adventure and, and, you know, good guys, bad guys, princesses and castles and stuff. It's supposed to be a fairy tale, it's not supposed to be. just it was just also sort of forced and no pun intended and sort of, <laughs> of I just uh, I, I just didn't I didn't enjoy it at all um I think there were some good things in in the last two movies a few bits and pieces uh some some nice design um I, I like the uh, reworked um attacks in yeah. the last Jedi and stuff um with the red and I thought that was pretty cool they yeah. reminded me a bit of Cylons um yeah yeah but, uh, but I I you know it just It just, it just, you know, it, it didn't do it for me. It, it didn't. But I don't feel like militantly against them or anything um, at all. You know, I like a lot. I like a lot of the, the sequels, but the prequels, I hate, I saw them once each at the cinema and I stormed out after each one. And uh, I just, uh, I just never rewatched them. You've never gone back.
0: You've never gone back and watched them.
2: No, no, I just thought, the characters are terrible. The dialogue is awful. The dialogue the, the was visuals awful. dreadful. I mean, it was just, it was like, you know, Star Wars. It, it, don't you think, so? though, at some? Go ahead, go ahead. I think by accident, a lot of Star Wars, the original movies um, were, were great. 100%. I think that you know, George Lucas couldn't really write dialogue. He had some wonderful help. And it, but it was just meant to be, it was kismet, you know, he yeah. had, he had a lot of creative
0: friends who, and they, they all helped each other. I think and, he had Harrison uh, and, Ford, to be honest with you. I think he had well, yeah,
2: uh, you know He had a, he had a lot of uh, great uh, screenwriters and, um, and friends who did a lot of uncredited work. And, um, you know, people would come and give extra lines and, you know, people yeah. like, uh, just and and I think it all came together beautifully. It could have been an absolute disaster. I mean, here he was making a film um, that would rely heavily on special effects that hadn't even been invented yet. You know, he took a lot of chances. But, you know, kudos to him, you know, George Lucas, he pulled it off. But he was never really happy with the movies, was he? And and it was because of that. He made this thing that we loved, but he didn't love it. And that was why um, old school fans had a falling out with him. Because um he was like your he was like your dad that cheats on your mum. And it's like, I'm sorry, I have to take a side. I love Star Wars, but dad, you're not welcome in my house anymore. <laughs> or my dungeon. So was, yeah Yeah, or my all my Nazi sex dungeon. Actually you are welcome in my Nazi dungeon,
1: but, but not in, but not in my sex dungeon. Well, those are some pretty strong words. Um, so don't you but you know movies Especially after I don't know the prequel has been out twenty years now. Um, some movies are, I mean, especially and you know this, Marshall. Some movies are just so bad they're kind of fun, mm. and and I know yeah, I know I, I know, I I know that it. Star Wars is is personal to uh, tons of people, but but don't you think after a while though you can kind of look back and say, oh man. Anakin is so awkward around Padme it's 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 cringy but man it kind of it's kind of funny you know it's like don't you think it can kind of be that? I, I think
2: it would be like a political prisoner saying, "Hey, do you remember twenty years ago they put electrodes on my testicles? <laughs> that was actually kind of fun. It kind of tickled. You know, I, I I look back at those days now fondly. You know, it's all like, right. I'm very, check me, Andy.
0: Day. Check all right. me. All right, all right. That was. He I got tried. you with a political
1: testicle prisoner. <laughs> I, You're done. I was trying. I was trying, and and I struck out. So nope. okay. nice you know try- what?
0: You, you were trying to. Look, this guy's got this on. He's, they're all. <laughs> He he I'm not
1: drawn <laughs> i can see that i'm not gonna change his mind no and that's I okay believe you are not that's okay <laughs> all right i, I did notice yeah, I,
2: I like i actually have a <laughs> great fondness for uh, bad movies um certain bad movies i think that the worst thing a film can be though is boring and i think actually the prequels were all really boring apart okay. from anything else and not caring about them you know that really made it it dull you look at films there are plenty of you know really terrible kind of horror and sci-fi movies that are actually incredibly fun to watch because they're sort of goofy and stupid and uh and, and endearing um but uh but no there's nothing I, I just felt like it was a massive corporate disaster the prequels okay. and it just you know it was like it was like it raped my childhood <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't want to I don't want to be dramatic, guys, but I would say the prequels raped my childhood.
1: No, that's not dramatic at all. Uh, the, so really, just
2: left me torn and bleeding. Sorry, I, was bleeding, I just you know. So go on, Andy. Try and change. Go on, my Andy. Mind. Uh, go uh, ahead. Change no, his mind. I was I was it's traumatized. I'm,
1: I'm not going to change your mind. I was just going to say, when are you going to put up that uh, blockade runner hanging from the ceiling? Because I I saw that it was. Uh, I saw that it was uh, on the floor there. Are you going to get that one up in the air? I, I actually, I actually did
2: hang it from the ceiling, and um, my wife came in and looked at it, and I felt like I'd just done one thing too many oh, because really? it actually wow. blocked out the last bit of light that you could actually get into the den, which is what I call my room. And then it was like, Marshall, that is just like incredibly low and oppressive, and it blocks all the sunshine. And it's like, <laughs> and, and it was like I couldn't actually disagree with her that so i took it down and it stands very proudly there and i like the way it looks there
0: actually i have um, to be honest i have that i put those that that lego set together and i like that i've never thought to put it on its on its engines like that that looks, cool. well, That's gonna looks kind of cool It's going to save me a ton of space cool. I'm a, I'm a, yeah basically
2: that was the start I mean, space is at a premium space is at a premium in 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 my room and you know i oh, have to yeah. uh things in pretty tight see my dad um who, who passed away when i was small he uh um i keep talking about all these people in my family who died i promise i'm not responsible for any of those deaths it was <laughs> totally coincidental but my dad was a, uh he was in the fashion business he was a, a a window dresser he started out um for you know big uh like high street stores so he he had a kind of way of of displaying things and i think that i kind of gen- I think got that from him. It looks like. You know, and my mum, although she never made money as an artist, was an artist. And you see some of her paintings are kind of on my walls. She did a Spielberg for me. She did an R2-D2 for me, and... Uh, that's awesome. And so I kind of got that from them, you know, kind of like I, I built these like miniature toy staircases that I slot into my shelves so that basically I can have toys sort of staggered going back. Yeah. So instead of just having one line of things, I can have like, uh, you know, like those pictures, like when they do a, the Academy Awards and they have those amazing pictures of like line after line after line of movie star filling the whole picture. Yeah. It's like, that's what I want. But with Star Wars toys. I love it. I think there's some probably... Oh, see, see, those are my two That's main... That's case, Darth Vader display cases. Yeah, yeah. But again, see, they're spilling out over the top and
0: and, and just actually they're just everywhere. I've got me, so many Darth Vader's everywhere. Tell me about the little guys dangling from the bottom of the case. What do we have there? Oh,
2: those are, uh, those are just like um, little kind of gashapon kind of superhero toys, you know, little kind of... Um, things i i I just love little dangly things Mm. you know if i i I just i i I very much like small colorful
0: plastic things okay so i wanted to ask so have you ever space for the premium you know yeah have have you ever brought a a a, a, like a five to eight year old child into this room and had them literally go comatose because that's i believe how i would feel
2: my den right it 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 faces the front door so i can close the door if i want if i don't want to get into that conversation but usually i'm quite happy to anybody comes to the door anybody delivering anything or or anybody ever comes to our house to you know install something or everybody that, especially guys they get one look at the den, and they sort of—it's kind of like in a, in like a Warner Brothers cartoon when a hungry character smells food, and they lift up off the floor, <laughs> and you can see the trail of smell, and they just kind of follow it in, and it's like that's what they're like. It's absolutely it absolutely uh, draws everyone in. Never mind eight year olds. I'm, I mean, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm just saying. Kind of I was thinking of me as a as a child.
0: I I. I
2: Everybody, everybody comes in and they're like, like absolutely transfixed by it. a lot of guys come in and they say, um, gosh, you know, I had a lot of this stuff, but you know, I, I can my parents got rid of it or I sold it or I don't know where it is or, and you see the intense regret flashing on their face that they didn't do <laughs> all this stuff. And, you know, it was like, I'm sorry to add to your pain. But, uh,
0: is, around. is
1: that a is that a, a at the top there? Is that a silver, like a jello mold of Darth Vader or cake? Yeah, mold there's
2: cake That is the Darth Vader cake, and there's the Barton cake as well up there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's- and actually, if you the top there, there's, a, there's an angled golden sword. See right at the top of that picture. that is actually a prop sword a dwarf sword from flash gordon that's one of my i've got a few movie props as well that's from the original flash gordon movie
0: that's cool okay right next to bart simpson i'm sorry i'm just going to go off here we can edit this but right next to bart simpson there's that insect i owned that as a kid i but i forgot the name of those toys what is that that insect no no that is actually that's the ant-man lego um okay okay Remember they had but a toy I, line I, I, called Insectoids or something like that. And I, they I did, remember.
2: and I think that it, it does definitely does kind of smack right of that. But it was it was basically, you know, I, I just always will try and find fun ways to display my stuff. You know, ah, uh, um, yes, yeah. So
1: Marshall, I made it's this comment to Yeah, I I have those blueprints as well. I love them. I'm thinking about framing them. There's I don't know. There's a bunch of them, but they're so cool. Uh, this is just like they one are. of the one of the many ways, you know, you can get into Star Wars with the blueprint pictures and the diagrams of, you know, the sketch drawings, the Ralph McQuarrie stuff. I mean, it's like, at whatever level or what, there's literally everything Star Wars for everybody. Th- yeah. This stuff is. As so long cool. as they're massive
2: nerds, then definitely. <laughs> yes. I mean, I don't know what I would ever do with Star Wars blueprints. I, I don't know if I, I got When I got them, I thought, oh, I'm going to build my own, you know, snow. <laughs> <laughs> that just never happened. I did actually try and make a land speeder in woodwork class, but it was just a piece of shit. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, I hope you kept it. I'd
0: love to see it. I did not. I didn't really. It, technically so was the land speeder so you're, you're fine you're probably on the right track <laughs> that's, true. that's true in fact
2: it actually reminds me i had these i had two uh great uh r2d2 action figures right and one of them was this beaten up one that i've had from from when star wars came out and then there were i had a nice shiny new one from return of the jedi and um and I thought I got two, and uh I, I was, you know, trying to trade it with my cousin Ronald, who was, you know, obviously I said was older than me and much more candy than me, and I wanted to give him the old one. And he said, "Oh, but Marshall, you know, in the films R two D two, he looks kind of beaten up. It's more authentic if you keep the, the beaten up one, and you give me the nice shiny one." So I did that, and uh, and then I, I, I kind of went went back home to my mum. I was probably like. You know, like, I think Ronald cheated me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> she,
2: made him, she made him give it back.
0: Oh, Ronald.
1: Ronald knew what he was doing. Ugh. He F- did. Fleecing you know, he his like little him. cousin. He's just fleecing him.
2: Yeah, but I respect that.
1: You know? <laughs> it's like, no, I yeah, him. you learned a lesson that day, you know? Got some cards. Oh, I, mean, oh, I love just, those cards. Just awesome. And stickers, too. The stickers look like they're in good shape. Oh, oh yeah,
2: well oh. See, now I I try and if I gonna get, get Star Wars stuff, I want it to be silly. I want it to be different and a bit sort of you know off the wall. Darth so it's Bacon. like I saw these Darth <laughs> Bacon and uh, and there's the Egg Trooper as well. So it's like they're like breakfast Star Wars. I love those. That's funny. Ooh. So there's so that so that's you know that's the uh, Gone with the Wind um, yes. yeah Empire Strikes Back poster. So what I did was. Um, I went through a period where I was blockboarding posters. I was getting them blockboarded. So yes, I basically does kind of screw the value of it um, because you're kind of sealing it onto wood, aren't you? But it looks so good and there's no reflection and it just looks beautiful. And I've had them, you know, they've been jewels on my wall for 40 years. Yeah. So, you know, I can live with it. I can live with the fact that, you know, I won't be able to sell it one day or whatever, because they just look really good. I love that poster no. so much. Yeah, me that's too.
1: that's easily my favorite uh, movie poster. Oh, drum roll! I don't know. Why it's oh, it's so very long.
2: exciting. There it is. Hey, I, there's a baby Yoda that, that Phoebe, my youngest, she drew for me. Because I was getting tired of not having any Mandalorian stuff. So and you I said, do like the Mandalorian? The Man- oh, we haven't talked about the Mandalorian, I know. Have we? I um, know. Okay, so I um, love the Mandalorian. Yeah, hey, I think hey, the Mandalorian, all right. Yeah. I think I, I think the Mandalorian it does because uh, John Favreau he's an old school Star Wars guy, and there's no way that John Favreau likes the prequels, you know. He's really in with Lucas. He can't say, "Hey George, you know what the hell did you do? You know or, or what were you smoking? or What weren't you smoking? You know because maybe you should have smoked something because you know." For, he can't say he can't say all that shit. But you, it's clear that there is so much love for the original um, trilogy. There, um,
0: he's pulled it back. The it, yeah. It's
2: cool. It's fun. The 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 aliens are all incredibly muppety. It, it's uh, referential, but it's not. One what I like is that it, it takes us back to the world of Star Wars without just having a bunch of, you know, meaningless cameos in it. I mean, look, in the last Star Wars movie, they had um, Lando turn up just so randomly, Mm. like, what are you doing? Why are you standing there? You know, why are you wearing a mask? What what was the point? And why do you say, oh, I don't don't fly anywhere. I don't go anywhere. And then at the end, what do you do? You fly somewhere and you go somewhere. And it's like, well, it's like, why did you even say it in the first place? It's like what the hell are you even doing here? I mean, it's nice to see you, but nice you know, it's see like you. it's nice, but to it's see like you. what's the point? It's, it, it was just such a, it was so pandering and and. It just didn't make any sense to me, but the the Mandalorian it does what Star Wars fans want. We don't need to just see you know kind of old people wheeled from left to right across the screen. They take us back to Tatooine and give us more adventures with with the Jowers and 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 you know to, it was really cool to see the stuff with the with the with the with the, the um, Tuscan Raiders and all the hand you know all the the, the uh, I mean it was just I, I loved everything about that show. I I, I felt like they absolutely. So then what,
1: what what were your, what are your thoughts on like the animated series?
2: Um, I, I think that if, if, you know, if people, I'm not really, I'm not really, uh, watch them. Okay. (laughs) And that's okay. I mean, I'm not really that. I look. I think because the the um, the trouble with that is that they are. I see that actually, they're, that they're actually better than the prequels. The stuff that I've seen, I see it's better than the prequels. But the trouble is, it's all tied to the prequels yeah. and the prequel characters and the events in the prequels. And I'm just not interested. I just don't care. Well, you know, you know it's, if, as far as I'm concerned, that's not Star Wars to me.
1: Well, if I could give so, it, if I could give it just a, a little plug for you, not that I'm. Here to change yeah, your oh, mind. Here it comes. Hold yeah. on. Let me get I, my. I would, I would just say. I would just say, at the fear of being dramatic here, <laughs> uh, that the 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 character development and the plots that are developed over the course of seasons of half an hour cartoon shows are much more engaging, much more well thought out, and if really. You could, I think, you could do the Clone Wars and Rebels series in place of 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 the prequels, yeah. and you would get everything that you needed to know from that, and you don't even have to bother with it. Although you're right, it still does take place in the same time in the same space, but um, well yeah, they just have, I, they, you so know, have, I, I, I respect you, I respect
2: your passion, Andy, <laughs> and I also think that I realize that Dave Filoni. Yeah, that's what well, I was, was saying. Somebody I was that familiar with before the Mandalorian. Yeah, that the, the Mandalorian is as much Dave Filoni as it is John Favreau. Yeah, and if Dave Filoni, he clearly loves Star Wars with tremendous, you know, kind of. Um, I mean, he's like clearly mad about Star Wars. And if he did the cartoons, then I can actually believe that that is that you you, you might be right I, i'm i'm willing to leave that open andy okay. i, I would you can claim a victory i'll there. take it
1: i'll take it <laughs> i'll consider it <laughs> all right i'm not gonna be <laughs> about, he didn't mention not, anything
2: about
0: the terrors of his childhood based no. on a filoni uh, cartoon but yes that's good oh man that's great andy i like that yeah, andy's still trying I'm open to discussing things. I'm not a monster. (laughs) No, no. No, here's what I like, too, is as much Star Wars as we can see in, in most of these pictures, and I know you're being selective for us. There's always a smattering of Star Trek in there. Just a little
2: bit of like... Oh, yeah, well, that's my. it's Star Wars on the left and Star Trek on the right. I I really love Star Trek. It's like, I'm not going to choose. Don't Sophie's Choice me. Don't say, oh, Marshall, it's either you can either save Star Wars or Star Trek, and one of them has to go off to the gas chambers and the other gets to come back with me. And then Star Wars says to me, um, Daddy, what, what happened to my brother? And I say, oh, what brother? What You must be misremembering. And they said, no, I remember there was like a Captain Kirk and it's like i said shut up star wars it's like it's in a painful time and you should anyway i think i digressed a bit twitter <laughs> yeah, didn't yeah. like us having your brother yeah yeah yeah, yeah. don't don't choice me i like star wars and i like star trek. i just like i just, just I, I it out that there.
0: star trek has
2: given hours and hours and hundreds of hours of actually really good reliable entertainment yes
1: yeah, you, um, you like sci-fi and uh aliens you know that's that's okay
2: You're i do I do robots, aliens, space, spaceships. Mm. There's my mum's painting of R2D2. That's your mom's? Yeah, she painted that for me. Oh, that's it. cool.
1: Mom's she painted the Dalek.
2: She painted uh, Steven Spielberg uh, with kind of ET, and uh, she she was really good. And she did. Uh, she you know she would spend weeks and months sometimes doing paintings for me. She was great. That's so cool. it's like I look at those things, and it's not just. Um, You know, it's not just that they're cool in themselves;
0: it's that the fact that she, you know, put so much effort into doing it for me. I love it. I was trying to see if you had the other ones you just mentioned here. I'm just kind of clicking through. Love that Lego display. Shot. Oh, I like that shot too. This is on the ceiling. ceiling, Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And I did, they, they, they call them perla beads in, in America. They call them hammer beads in England. The it's a trap thing. Yeah. It's like my kids got into it a little bit. I got into it way more. <laughs> so it's like, I, I, and this was like about four or five years ago. I just went
0: mad for them. Oh, they're cool. But, uh, yeah. Oh, and the, they, they melt them together, bad. right? <laughs> you do, with an ironing yes, board? Yes, yes, you do. Um, I've done a few so of those. So this
2: is one of my favorite things. This was a poster that I got at a Comic-Con um, in New York a few years ago. So what this was is this is, I mean, this is my absolute all-time favorite film poster. This is actually my all-time favorite art, you know, hands down. I don't care that it doesn't look like um, Luke and Lair. They are just everything. Everybody is just so amazing looking. And the colors and just everything that this conjures up, um, the, 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 I you know for, for a long time before Star Wars came out in England, that was the image that I would just stare at. And it was like I was a Star Wars fan before, long before I ever saw Star Wars, just based on that Hildebrand image. And um, so, and that's uh, signed, the, though. That's Hildebrand signed, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, you we know, Tim—they're the twin brothers, Greg right. and Tim. And yeah. Tim died a while ago, but Greg is still alive. And um, apparently, a bunch of these. See, this isn't the actual movie poster. This was just a like a poster that was put out in '77 for fans. Right. So it's basically the Star Wars poster, but without all the credits. It's just got the logo. But but it's 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 a really nice um, kind of um, print of the poster, and it was from seventy seven, and and so it was some dealer. They found like a box of them in the back of a warehouse, and wow. so they were all perfectly. Preserved. There were like two hundred of them, and um, I found it online. I got like one hundred ninety seven number one hundred ninety seven, and Greg had signed them all, and he'd remarked them. You know, it's like so he actually drew a Chewie, yeah. So it's like Fantastic. it's. Like a seriously hench Star
0: Wars poster. I love it. Oh, I'm jealous. Yeah, what it's you want, beautiful. How much you want for it? Yeah, what's going for?
2: <laughs> you, you'd have to. You'd have to kidnap at least, you know, t- two of my children oh, yeah. for me to give. <laughs> all right, all right.
1: Noted. <laughs> Noted. All right. Well, I'll DM you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hey, now this is something that I recognize. This is a Rump mug. I've got. All three of them. Josh has one right now that he's shown on his. Oh screen. yeah, that's cool. But yours looks. I mean, they're all hand painted, and anyway, so they're all going to have a little slightly different look to them. But yours looks like it has a glaze on it. My, uh, you know, the one that Josh showed up is matte. Yeah, they're all matte. It's it's a matte finish. You know, it. But yours looks glossy. It looks cool.
2: I, I some people have told me that they think that maybe it's a. um prototype which is cool because actually if you look at the underside um it's there's no kind of um it's not carved in the name or oh. anything or the date. it's uh so but this this was it, it's not that that makes this my favorite item of uh star wars merch this was um the year that uh star trek um star trek uh four came out you Know the voyage home, the really good Star Trek, where they go back in time and they're in San Francisco, and you know, that amazing whales, movie. Yes, yeah, the whales. So, so that year, my mom uh took me to um America, and it was just me and her, and uh, we toured around. We were in uh Florida, we went to you know Disney World, and we did all that stuff, and it was a really great holiday. Um, but she uh she'd never driven. She'd never driven before in America um, on the wrong side of the road, as we call it. Right. And uh, she, as soon as we got there, we were in Florida and I I hit a phone book up and I'm looking for like the nearest nerd store. And it was quite a way away, like good, like five miles and she had to go on the freeway. And she was really nervous about driving on the freeway um, to take me to this nerd store, but she did it. I found the address of it and um, just this random comic book shop and um she you know she drove me there and i remember she, she her head was like right up at the windscreen as she was driving and she drove quite slowly and nervously but she got me there and um, i spent like an hour in there that was one of the things um that i found and and then later that day uh, we went to see star trek four and it was like it really was like a perfect day and um and you know my mom's again like Everybody, you know, most people in my family, you know, has passed away, you know, I I swear I'm not responsible for that either. But she, um, I I love that mug because not only is it a beautiful thing, it also represented kind of like, uh, you you know, that she would really kind of like always go the extra mile for me. She would always, you know, put herself out for me. It was like, so I I kind of just see that as a symbol of, you know, how much my mum loved me. That's a so I'm so not story. to get too mushy about it no, but your- uh, I really I just uh I just I just love that mug and it just reminds me of um just how much I used to absolutely take advantage of her kindness. basically. <laughs> <laughs> and, and just say, how much I'll do anything for you. Oh, it's like, will you drive me, you know, you know, 15 miles over there to a comic book shop? On the, wrong side, the, <laughs> oh,
0: On awesome. the wrong side of the road. On the side of the road.
2: That's a, that's a great, great story, actually, great mug. I keep all my most precious things in that mug as well. I keep lots of kind of little knickknacks from, from my personal family history in there as well. So that's it's great. like... Uh, So these guys are on my staircase of toys, my little homemade staircase of toys. You see, that's why they're kind of uh, all all going up. So it's like a bit dusty. I love that. A lot of people say to me, oh, how do you dust? And it's like, gosh, is that really the only question? And and (laughs) I I thank you for not asking me that question. It's like people often come in and they go, oh, how do you dust? It's like, is that really your first
0: question? I don't. (laughs) Leave me alone.
2: (laughs) I say, yeah, I say I let the dust form a protective sheath over everything. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Oh, by the way, can I say, when we started talking, you said you were talking about the movies and you said Star Wars and Empire Strikes Back. And I thought immediately, I like you guys because you didn't say Star Wars Episode Four, or New Hope or anything, Ponzi. You said Star Wars. And for me, for my generation, there was, you know, it wasn't like when you say, what's your favorite film? You say Star Wars. The, 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 the follow-up question is not which one. Because right, right. Star Wars started the Star Wars Empire Jedi, and and that was what they were called, and you know, yeah. Yeah. So I just wanted to say that you get big points, even with the Lego thing. Sorry, I know I'm <laughs> well, underlining with, that I'm again. Yeah. It's, little... fine. Like I, it's all forgotten. It's mostly forgotten.
1: Uh, you know, we took a step backwards, but then we yeah, but then we came back. One we more, didn't one more forward. We came yeah.
2: I just wanna let the, the let the conversation go without saying that, you know, you just saying Star Wars was like, Yes, you're doing it properly.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, word monkey. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Love it. Oh. we finish looking through my stuff? Because I, I like looking through my no, stuff. No, we're not, I'm not done. Well, we got this Revenge oh, of the Jedi
0: poster. That's pretty yeah, sweet. Isn't that great? Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Batman with the shark has got my attention. <laughs> I, I, I,
1: I know that. Shark repellent. I will never forget that as long as I live. The first time I saw that, I was like, that is the cheesiest looking thing I have ever seen. But But hilarious. Awesome.
2: I interviewed Adam West. Did you? And I couldn't find uh, anything um, uh, for him to sign. And um, I was working for a magazine at the time, and um, it was before everything would just um, be produced on the computer. Literally, we would print out pictures, and we would physically make the pages up, and then they would go off to the printers. So we had this machine that made these kind of bitmap, these dots, you know, photographs that we would put. uh, And so they basically printed out a large um, Mm -hmm. Batman for me. And uh, that was what I got him to sign.
0: It is signed. I uh, can see that now. It's just kind of light, but yeah. Oh
2: yeah. It says Batman West and the shark. He
1: signed it.
0: (laughs) The shark signed it.
1: I love it. I love it. (laughs) Oh, that's great. I love your collection, Marshall. I know. Even the non-Star Wars stuff is awesome.
2: There's a lot of fun stuff in there. I must, you know, I just always drawn to... I oh, I, that I guess takes me back right there. Person.
0: That's so when yeah. I was a kid right. when I went to Star Tours. That's yeah. the logo I remember. That was Yeah, yeah. It was, was cool. It. Yeah.
2: It was fun to be, it was fun to kind of be immersed in the whole kind of Star Wars thing too. Even in the queue, it was kind of fun that, that, you know, there'd be C-3PO and there would be, it was, I I liked all those sort of rides. Well, I've taken my daughters
0: uh, back and while they've updated it for sure, they moved one of the little, the main guy who used to be your pilot, who would talk to you throughout your trip has been replaced by um, R2 and 3PO kind of talking. But then he's down a little further. But just even taking my girls, because we went to Disneyland when I was a kid, and then I've taken them because we're on the West Coast. But taking them and being like, it's still the same path I walked. Even though they've updated some of the, the features, it's still the same path. And so I'm like, look down there. And I remember seeing the little robot getting his feet burned, you know, and then the 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 scanners, and that's just just a little bit updated but still the same so you know i was like i was eight years old when i walked through here and you're doing it too you know so it's very cool
2: it's like pens well we call them badges in england but um you know uh they were the first thing i ever collected um i have a a friend of my dad's um used to collect them and uh every time he would come to visit um which was often he would always bring me uh, you know a few more and then it was like It was like when anybody went anywhere, that would be the thing that they would give me. And, you know, so when I was about six, seven, I was like really into pins and I would collect, you know, I used to have this, um, this hat uh, made of denim and it was just covered in, (laughs) covered in badges because that's how cool I was. I was just going to say, oh oh, man,
0: you probably were slaying the ladies with that hat. Yeah
2: yeah yeah i know it's like it was like girl repellent it was like spray it all over and no girl will ever talk to you and it was like it worked it worked, it worked. really well it worked
1: really well yeah yeah oh some more, more some great pins more
0: vader i don't know man you were trying to make some excuse about how he wasn't your favorite character but there they are
2: well i you know i, I han solo always made me laugh i, I wanted to be han solo i didn't want to be the scarred guy who needs like you know breathing equipment and stuff to that, that that did not appeal to me but he was badass you know i mean Darth vader is cool i would very much cool. rather um yeah very cool There's so stackable yeah.
1: shelves so did you like the last three minutes of rogue one Mm-hmm. yeah I thought that yeah,
2: I did enjoy it. I, you know I, I I thought that the kind of layer looked a bit sort of like it's like it yeah. didn't look right. you know, I thought she didn't look right, but I thought that the scene with Vader when he's just wasting everyone, I thought was fantastic. fantastic. It was so good. And I love the way that the movie played into the beginning of Star Wars. Yeah. I, I actually um liked uh, that. Yeah, we didn't really talk about that because we talked about, you know, the 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 the, the main uh, the main you know trilogies. But uh, I think one-off spin-offs is is a much better way to go. I, I don't like. I, I, I get very nervous about the idea of like, oh, we're going to do another trilogy and another trilogy. It's like, can't you just make one decent movie? How about you worry about making one decent film and actually give us some sort of resolution at the end? Because you don't always have to like. Because, you know, the first one is going to be great, but there's going to be no ending. Then the second one, it's going to be like a film with no beginning and no ending. And it's like, then the third one is going to be all this expectation heaped upon it. And if you screw it up, you'll destroy everything. Just make one good film. And I thought, you know, Rogue One was good. I thought that, you know, the Han Solo movie was less good. I really liked the ca- the, the, the kind of camaraderie. I thought the Han and Chewie were really cool together, but I didn't like the movie very much.
1: Yeah, that's fair. But, uh, now really, this, uh, this this wall right here, yeah, yeah I'm is, I'm a little overwhelmed looking at it. Uh, it's there's it's exciting, isn't it? It's <laughs> yeah. I I think I could stand in front of this and just kind of <laughs> look for yeah. quite a while. I'm sorry, I've just made uh, I've just made
2: Amazon Alexa start talking. Amazon
1: Alexa, <laughs> shut is up! My favorite God's thing like ever.
2: Alexa. <laughs> don't speak again okay jesus christ you embarrass me in front of my
1: guests
2: (laughs) okay so let's it's a great song song. it's a great song i I, I, I don't even know how i played that i've never once asked to play i I, I can't wait to play
0: the tape back and figure out what was said to make what was that was that 50 cent no it was usher usher (laughs) <laughs> like every song they play in Vegas, I, I
2: recognize that song, but I guarantee I, 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 I've never asked for that song to be played. You know, my, most of my playlists are TV theme tunes of the 1970s. I'm <laughs> authentically just completely a goofball. You really? I, are. I do not listen to normal music. I promise you
0: that. That's my favorite sure. part of this whole collection is that it doesn't yeah. take long to just find Marshall Super Marshall right in the middle. <laughs> My favorite, the bobblehead right there. <laughs> yeah, there he is. I see my, yeah, my, my,
2: uh, well, you see I put that on my, on my, on my business card, which shows that I'm all business. So you can see, yeah,
1: right <laughs> yeah. So, so it's just my, to, just to recap, your face is on a Superman bobblehead, it's on the Statue of Liberty. Right. And uh, is it, what What else are we forgetting here? Yeah. Oh my God. What else aren't I on? <laughs> is there a Darth Vader, <laughs> un, an unmasked Darth Vader with a Marshall face on it?
2: No, no. Here, here we go. Um, <laughs> I've got me as sort of like Batman <laughs> Neptune.
1: <laughs> okay. Neptune. <laughs> it looks like. Uh, how do we'll we know. get an exclusive Marshall toy? That, that looks like Bunsen Honeydew.
2: So, yeah, that's true. That's that's, that's basically my secret identity. I also, um, this company called Bright Bricks, they made me a, uh, that's Marshall, I've got a bat left there. (laughs) That's so cool. Uh, um, see, because the, the truth is that I'm just completely
1: obsessed with myself. So, uh, <laughs> you want to see you want to see yourself you. in those in those movies in those uh, areas is like you're you're actually physically representing what every kid imagines, you know, themselves as Superman. I've never imagined myself as the Statue of Liberty, but um, I could see the Batman thing, you know. How about Big Ben? How about him?
0: Big Ben? You put your face on Big Ben, then you know. Turnabout's fair play.
1: I just thought the Statue of Liberty
2: needed a bit of jazzing up, <laughs> that's all. <laughs> yeah. Because it was a Lego Technic set, right? right. And so yeah, it doesn't actually yeah. have a face, it just has a flat. Green oh. face-shaped thing, yeah. And I thought it needs a face. It needs a face that would inspire people, right? As they, right. as they, <laughs> as they come into you know New York, maybe that from from countries far away, uh, and it needs to be a welcoming face, a, a face that inspires awe and trust. And it's like maybe I could be as great as that. Maybe. So I put my
1: face on it. And, I mean, you know, it it, felt right. it makes sense. It, it makes, just it makes just makes sense. sense. Yeah,
0: I do like how we have in this picture. The uh, 12 inch Han and Luke, but they're, uh, they're, they're dramatically pressed against the side. (laughs) I just noticed them because I have them. Uh, They're in the box. Sorry. Uh, They need to come out, but uh, (laughs) (laughs) just like, how they're just kind of, uh, you know, just sexily hiding there. That's great. If I can, if that's sometimes,
2: you know, if you put things at the side looking kind of like this, you know. they look slimmer i've learned but also you know they don't have so much space it's beautiful yeah i I think it's important i I just wanted the human characters you know the humanoid characters to be represented but i'm just i'm really not that interested in them i just like
0: aliens robots monsters you know the cool stuff yeah the cool stuff we got a tiki gremlin it's beautiful it's all beautiful was that was that it there that's the end we did
1: it hey we got to the end marshall Oh, that was- I could send you another fifty pictures if you want. I don't doubt it. Individual headshots. All right. So <laughs> uh, to kind of wrap up this collection here, um, I know, I know. You said if the house was on fire, you'd go down with it. But he already said one. He's taking that Star Wars Hildebrand one or whatever. Okay. Yeah, yeah that, was- that one's going. The Chewbacca mug back there the you go. Market, right, you know, my chewing, market.
0: because
2: that's also got. It's got little things in it. It's got like um, the my my daughter Maya's ballet shoes when she was very little when she first you know got kind of got into ballet and it's got um shells from family holidays that i kind of really loved and uh, it's got little things from my mom and my dad and and so it's like it's just lots of really personal non-nerdy things like when my kids were born the little kind of paper bracelets that were around their wrists Mm. with their you know Age, but the, not the age, the, the right. day and the way and all that stuff. So I kind of go with that because basically I'm just incredibly sentimental about everything. And so I just keep, you know, I, think- I hopefully I'm not like just a hoarder. I mean, if you come in, you're not going to see like piles of newspapers and empty shampoo bottles. Obviously, not empty shampoo bottles, but, uh, <laughs> you know, things. Like, I, I can throw stuff away. <laughs> okay. But uh, I am a very sentimental person. So,
1: well, uh,
2: you know, I'm in. You- but honestly, I, that is a nightmare the thought of anything happening to it it's it's just uh that is just my worst nightmare that and being a burning to death that I mean, and, yeah. and being eaten by sharks because i gotta be realistic those are also kind of
1: big nightmares in life <laughs> okay fair fair enough <laughs> that's a, that's pretty uh, i i don't think you're alone in that <laughs> no, no but well Gosh, Marshall, this has
2: been. God, that's a weird thing to say. Can we just say that it's almost midnight for me, and that you're, you're, you know, you're it's it's daytime for you, and you're like all kind of like, oh yeah, we're still awake, we're not wasted, and it's like here I am, you know, I, I, I ate way too much there. I had a few beers before. I'm getting sluggish, and I don't know what I'm saying. So don't don't don't, blame don't worry. Me don't anything. worry.
0: We're gonna put it all out there for everyone to hear. Yeah, yeah. You can you can find
1: out on Monday or you know when we drop this, uh, just like everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait.
0: This yeah. is going to be oh one of my God. best
1: edits this, this, where yeah. I don't
0: edit anything.
2: Honestly, it, honestly all this stuff, is like nobody will be surprised. <laughs> I, it's like I, I feel like I have um, no kind of uh, standard to reach for myself. I could just, you know, just spout this sort of nonsense all day. But it's uh, – well, that's just my life, Andy Josh. What can I say? It's just Thank I've, so I've lived my whole life this. dedicated to the nonsense that mm-hmm. I love. Well, and, uh, what
1: you know, a, that's just me. yeah, what a great thing to dedicate yourself to. I mean, if you're we're big fans. I know that. Yeah, I'm a big fan. Yeah. Hey, before we before we go, you wanna you wanna plug your book here real quick? Christ,
2: yeah, Jesus. Oh my god. Uh, how did I not? Okay. Vintage geek. The thing that I wanted to do with this book, right, apart from its all 20th century uh, trivia, um, it's a quiz book. It's a really, really difficult quiz book. Yeah. Of course, trivia is um, only difficult if you don't know uh, the answers. So there'll be things that you'll go through and you'll think you'll be able to answer like a lot of it. There'll be other chapters. So obviously, there's a original trilogy, um, star Wars, uh, chapter, um, Mark Hamill got a question from him. I also, you know, cause I have a decent following on, on, on Twitter and I reached out to a lot of the celebs and filmmakers and, um, artists and comic book writers and stuff who follow me. And, and like, amazingly, like a ton of them got back to me and, uh, and contributed questions. So, um, it was, it was just something I poured like all my kind of um, enthusiasm and love and obsession into, and uh, I'm really proud of it. It's like so there's a chapter on uh, of que- it's all 50 questions on 20 different things. So there's like a Doctor Who, but only Tom Baker. only Tom Tom Becky years uh, James Bond but only the Roger Moore years Um, Star Trek but only the 60s show Um, it's got uh, there's a whole series of questions about the Silver Age of Marvel about the first Atari uh, console um, about Ray Harryhausen monster movies about the first uh, three um, George Romero zombie movies uh, John Carpenter films and John Carpenter gave me a question I mean it just kind of blew me away Uh, you know Sam Neil gave me a question for In the Mouth of Madness, it kind of blew me away. That's cool. Although the, the, people would do these things. And, uh, and, and even if you don't know the answers, um, the learn. answers are all in the back of the book, and then some, because the answers for me are just a kicking off point. So maybe the the answer is only a few words, but then actually you've got a whole essay there which delves into the kind of history of things. Like I do a whole history of the phrase Klaatu Barad-Nikto. Um, I, I, I do deep dives into stuff so that not only do you um get to answer a question but you get to just really you know pick the my nonsense brain like to pieces can i so, ask you know I mean, everything has sort of introductions as well which sort of place place some perspective on it so i made it as personal as possible it's the first um autobiographical quiz book ever written i think <laughs> uh, that's
0: awesome can I ask one question from the trilogy uh, quiz? Can I ask one? And you... Yes. Because Andy and I have already asked each other this. But... So so it it is... What does Yoda have in common with Miss Piggy and Albert Einstein? Are you asking me? I'm asking Andy. We're going to give our answer and you're going to tell us if we're right. Because we don't have the back of the book in front of
1: us. We're trying to be cool here. So... Having thought about it just a little bit. Okay. Yeah. I thought, I thought that the connection between Albert Einstein, Miss Piggy and Yoda, um, were that, uh, that they were I mean it, it was a, it was a Frank Oz connection, and yeah that's the that, first place I went It was like, okay Frank Oz, they're puppets yeah well, they're, they're all not Albert Einstein, but uh, no, but like maybe he was related to him or something. So tell us I, about I, the deep dive there, yeah so what what set up the answer so we uh, yeah, we,
0: we did Yoda was Frank and, and then I did do a Google search, but it just was leading me down another trail, so I just didn't know what the connection was there, but Frank Oz. And yes. Frank, and and then Yoda I read, which was interesting. I did not know this was kind of crafted after Albert Einstein, like meaning a. Uh, uh like a, wi- to, a wise old, sage a wise old, sage, with messy yeah. white hair to kind of look like him, too, right? So that he would imbue the
2: uh, well, well, I mean, you, you, yeah, I mean, you're basically there. Um, you know, uh, Frank Oz operates and speaks for uh Yoda, obviously, does mm-hmm. the same for Miss Peggy, so you know, that's fairly straightforward. Um, Stuart Freeborn, who, who, who designed uh, who designed Yoda, um, put in, um, there's uh, I th- he. he, he it was said that he used, uh, like Einstein's eyes because he wanted to, you know, kind of impart that sort of like wisdom, but you know, Einstein had a kind of sense of humor about himself as well. So it's like, you know, it's like the perfect sort of like, uh, scampish, uh, Jedi kind of genius character, but of course, Stuart Freeborn also designed Yoda to look like himself. So, um, you know, there's a lot going on in, in, with Yoda, but yeah, I mean, it's basically part of There's There's definitely a, uh, there's definitely, you know, vibe of, uh, Einstein. To your
0: point though, that. that's re- what I thought was so cool about just <laughs> that question, let alone all the other questions. Cause I read a few, you know, oh. from, from uh, uh, doctor who which i know nothing about and i know you kill me for that because i saw your picture with with mr who and when you were <laughs> nine or something <laughs> yeah but honestly i
2: never really i, I uh, that was a big research job because um I, I i like doctor who but i'm very casual about it mm-hmm. and I, I never really um i didn't really stay with the show after tom baker left i when i was very small i loved um I loved uh, Doctor Who and I thought that he was real. You know, when I met him, when he opened one of my dad's clothes stores, he was there, he was the celebrity signing autographs, but he wasn't there as Tom Baker. And I I was very small and I thought he came as Doctor Who. The TARDIS was there. I thought he was Doctor Who. I stood next to him and I asked him questions about being Doctor Who, you know, it wasn't like, oh, well, what's it like as an actor playing Doctor Who? I was like, um, you know, how do you get in and out of the TARDIS? You know, where Sarah and Harry? And it's like, you know, and I was asking very, you know, to my mind, very technical questions about <laughs> like Time law, And uh and I remember he he kind of uh, there are all these people queuing up trying to trying to get his autograph and he shouts out in the of exasperated but amused, like who is this kid? And it was like <laughs> I I knew that he was Doctor Who, but I also knew that my dad was paying him to be there, so it was like, I just thought my dad got Doctor Who to be there, so I thought, you know, I am the son of your employer for today, and you will answer my questions, and it was
1: my first celebrity interview, you know? That's funny anyway my- and
2: I interviewed him a few times um since then um for different um for magazine and for a newspaper and told him that story and you know he, he's he's one of those people who um always lives up to expectations you know Tom Baker is just an amazing guy who loved playing that role and uh and is just a real joy Awesome. Cool. So um, had to, de- had to get dedicated chapters to him, but yeah, I've got a friend of mine, um, JK, uh, uh, his name is Jonathan, but we'll call him JK. Uh, he, uh, he's, he loves Doctor Who and he's really a big fan of, uh, Tom Baker and those questions completely destroyed him.
0: Oh yeah. No, that's what I was saying. It's like, they were very difficult and then just you were talking about your deep dive at the end. That's that's what I like. It's like we can deep dive about Miss Piggy, Yoda, and Albert Einstein and talk about them for 10 or 15 minutes. You know, I think that's fun. So what's the name of the book There's,
2: again? I, learned, I, did, I discovered so much. Um, you
0: know, I mean, a lot
2: of the stuff that I knew already went into the book, but uh, but I discovered so much interesting stuff in through my research. And there were so many things that I wanted to talk about that, you know, I just basically if you if you just look at the second half of the book it repeats the questions and then you've got the answer and then it just, it keeps going. Like sometimes it's just the answer. Other times you've just got like a ton of extra information. That I go really delve behind the scenes of so many things. There were so many great things that I discovered when I was working on my Universal Monsters chapter, stuff about um, Lon Chaney Jr.'s makeups and uh, Lon Chaney's makeups rather. And, uh, and so many things. I Like I did a whole, I did the whole history of the name Igor in, in the Frankenstein movies. And because everybody thinks that his assistant has always been igor but actually that is not the case but if you read my book you get the whole history of all the names of of the lab assistant and and where why everybody thinks it's called he's called igor it's like mad obsessional but really interesting i mean for me it was like i found the whole thing completely fascinating trip to do so um, I, i people seem to enjoy it you know people enjoy it so far so i hope you have a read of it and uh and let me know what you think hey eh?
1: yeah yeah
0: you can find that uh, obviously uh, i found it on amazon you can find it on amazon or or any book you know barnes and noble bookstore or anything like that i
2: think so but i think the best way to find it definitely at the moment is uh, just getting it on on, uh, on amazon like everyone
1: is going to do anyway
0: so yeah Basically, well,
1: you can find that link on our little write up that we did on Marshall's collection at www.beyondtheblastdoors.com. Down at the bottom, you can also find where he is on Twitter at Marshall Julius. The uh, link to the uh, link to the book is there as well as your budding t-shirt collection uh do you want to just give a little a quick shot for that too because i i looked on the site and the t-shirts are great man uh go ahead i just like during I, i i kind of um I I like cross-hatching.
2: I'm not really much of an artist, but I really like cross-hatching. I like it's very, you know, when you basically do the lines and you do the crosses and that's how you color in. You don't just fill it in. It's just, uh, and it just really suits my obsessive character that I could just very carefully draw one way and then the other. And also um, kind of like my gay disco side where basically everything is like mad multicolored. So I basically draw these robots and then I color them in, in it Quite a wacky psychedelic way, and we uh, uh frame I put them all on, on t shirts. So here's one that I've done. This is my IG. Oh, no, I, I for uh for copyright <laughs> purposes, I this is just generic robots. I don't know what that is.
0: <laughs> generic.
1: And there's another one
0: robot one. Here's generic robot yeah, two. That was I, robot
1: one. I generic whatever. And here's, this is just
2: something that occurred to me. I don't know where it came from. <laughs> I don't really get oh, yeah, that's, yeah. That's, that's, I've not seen one. anything like
0: that before. Three-legged no, no, trash can. Yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah. Dust bin. Dust bin with head, I right. call it. dustbin literally. with head. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Multicolored dust bin so with it's head. Like I did a bunch of robots. That was my lockdown project weirdly, I thought I was going to play like a ton of video games when the lockdown happened, but I immediately lost interest in trying to play anything. I just felt like I didn't have the concentration for it. Yeah, I just didn't care. But then I thought, okay, I'm going to try drawing instead. And uh, I just really got into it in like a big way. And I draw a lot. My um, my daughter, my youngest Phoebe, she, she, she draws a lot as well. So we've both been uh, kind of drawing together and uh, we draw very different things. She drew this she drew this picture of the prisoner for me where are we there we go animal crossing i love that she does awesome. lots of drawings for me she's a good girl
1: well marshall thank you so much for hanging out with us. Uh, i know it's late where you're at My but pleasure. but this has been a blast happy father's day um thank you very much and uh and you well thank you very much as well thank you um Again, you can find him on Twitter, at Marshall Julius. He's pretty active on there, and we have found him. I am, come and say hello,
2: because I I always reply to all the crackpots who reach out to me, (laughs) especially if you're a crackpot. If you're normal, I probably won't, but if you're crazy, then I definitely will. Yeah,
1: we learned that Marshall doesn't like boring, so... If you're boring, <laughs> you're probably going to get overlooked. <laughs>
2: no, you're all wonderful. If you're watching this, especially if you watched it all the way to the end, then you're definitely my people.
1: So <laughs> right? That's how we feel. <laughs> all right. Thanks. I
2: applaud your patience. You have you have tremendous staying power.
1: Oh, thank you, Marshall. Once again, uh, we appreciate your time and and uh, and enjoy your Father's Day tomorrow here. Thanks. Thank Marshall. you very much. You too, guys.